Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Broadcasting from the heart of the I Work For Him nation to Christ followers working all kinds of jobs in all kinds of cities all over the United States. You've tuned into the voice of the faith and work movement. Welcome to I Work For Him, where we're privileged to be your hosts each and every day. We're Jim and Martha Brangenberg. That's right. And listeners, we know that you don't always get a chance to be by the radio when the show is broadcast. So I want to let you know there's a couple new platforms that we are on that you may not even know exist, or maybe you use them and you didn't know that we were on them. Um, One is called Deezer. Um, Anybody out there? Jim, did you know there was a podcast platform called Deezer? I just recently (laughs) found out within the last two seconds. (laughs) So that is one that we are on, as well as BizTalk Radio, which is something online. So um, that is something people can check out. It's basically a streaming station that is playing the I Work For Him broadcast as well. So um, look for us out there. If you have a favorite place that you like to catch up on things when you're not able to do it on the radio, um, there are podcasts both the full broadcast and our I Work For Him Power Pods are out there in many different places. So I'd love for you to check us out and all of it. You could always get that information. IWorkForHim.com. That's IWork, the number four, Him.com. You know, I think we forget. And when I say we, I mean I think I forget. Forget what you may ask I think as Christians and Jesus followers, I think we forget that the real power in our walk with Christ is in prayer. Prayer is the most underrated tool that we have as Jesus followers, and most Christ followers don't really know how to pray. I know I was a Christian for almost 27 years before I really learned how to pray. I also know that most of Christianity has never really experienced the power of God in their lives, and I know it's released through the power of prayer. Prayer changes things, period, end of story. If it wasn't necessary, then Jesus wouldn't have spent time praying. Well, we all know that prayer is the key to the I Work For Him lifestyle described in the I Work For Him Nation Covenant and the Love 2020 Prayer Care Share lifestyle. Kathy Branzell wants us to focus on prayer in our workplaces today, and she's asked Brian Allered to join us in order to tell us how we can do this each and every day. Kathy and Brian, welcome to I Work For Him. Hey, thanks for having us back. Hey, excited to be here. Thank you, guys. So, Kathy, just tell us, how has prayer shaped your life? Uh, you could you could write uh, volumes of encyclopedias about that, but I would say it's a daily... It's, it, it's how I breathe, um, that there's this um, circumstances that happen to us. All kinds of things happen to us, but when we exhale in prayer, uh, you might inhale your circumstance. You might inhale some sort of criticism. You might inhale some sort of tragedy. You might inhale just your workplace. Just here's what I've got to get done today. Here are the people I need to take care of today. But when you exhale in prayer... Uh, there's the idea of when I work, I work, but when I pray, God works. And that's a really good lesson for the workplace is to have God working in your workplace, in your household, with your family, in that school, on that military base, in that business, in your office, in your cubicle, at that cash register, wherever you are, have God working because you're praying. 
I like that. When I work, I work. But when I pray, God works. Mm-hmm. Another tweetable tweet by Kathy Branzell right here, and I work for him. I, I love that. <laughs> so how has prayer shaped the Love 2020 movement? Well, no prayer, no power. No power, no victory. So the Love 2020 movement is saturated in prayer. It's not just a, a bookend thing that we do at the beginning. And uh, we, we didn't pray once. You know, when we started in um, in 2004, 2005, uh, uh, 14 or 15, it wasn't just, a, okay, we're going to have a one prayer this year. And then on December 31st, 2020, we'll have another prayer. You know, I mean, we do that in church sometimes. It, it, it's, it's ridiculous. We need to be praying again, like we're breathing. And so every affinity sphere, um, every workplace, Every um, place of influence in the country has been saturated in prayer on a daily, sometimes even hourly basis. And so we, we love that. Love 2020, saturated in, in love and prayer and share. So what does that actually look like? You said that there are places of influence all over this country that are praying daily. So there's people that have right. that are, have like signed up or agreed like they're going to pray over that um, organization or what does that look like, Kathy? Right. And, and so think about it. If you go to work in a, in a hospital mm-hmm. or at um, someplace involved with technology or, or wherever it is, our Love 2020 Nation is out there. Uh, we have prayer prompts. We've written articles about it. We have phone calls. We have prayer calls. We're partnering with hundreds and hundreds of ministries. Um, one in particular you'll hear about today with America mm-hmm. Praise and our friend Brian. But there is ongoing prayer. There is morning prayer calls, evening prayer calls, people praying on their way to work, on their way home from work, when they hit the door, they're prayer walking their workplaces, their campuses, um, their neighborhoods, wherever they are, um, every day along the way. They're mm-hmm. praying, they're caring, and they're sharing. So I would say that we could probably pretty honestly say, especially with all the different uh, time zones, that there's 24-7 mm-hmm. prayer going on in the Love 2020 movement. That's awesome. So within that movement, what have you seen God doing recently that you can share with our listeners? Um, it's interesting because I, I've had the privilege just in the last several days um, out here where we're traveling right now to see people that I haven't seen in several months. And when I was with them earlier, uh, there were all kinds of um things going on in their life. There was a heaviness. They were wearing uh, one gentleman in particular I saw last night. He was wearing um, I would what I would call the cloak of criticism. Uh, last time I saw him, he was so downtrodden, so beaten down. There was no joy in his eyes, much less his voice. And um, when I saw him yesterday, um, I had to stop and ask him. I go, ah, oh, you know, I don't see this cloak of criticism on you anymore. You, you have this joy in your step, and your voice has changed. And and um, you know, he just said, well, you know, Kathy, you prayed for me, and then I took those prayer prompts. I listened as you prayed for me six months ago, and I've been praying those things every day. And, and God released mm. me from that. And he said, I'm so excited to go to work every day. I'm so excited to be with people. And I just, um, I, I listen to what people have to say to me and about me. And then I ask God, is this truth or trash? Um, hmm. What do I need to learn 
maybe from this person's comments, not taking their tone or, or any of their own issues into this, but Lord, what is my issue that you would like to disciple me in and grow me in? And then will you please remove anything that wasn't truth out of that conversation and out of my heart, out of my mind, so that I don't wear it like a burden? Those are the kind of things that happen in prayer. And so many Christ followers, as well as so many pre-believers, carry around this 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 burden, these these things. They carry around bitterness and anger. They they carry around hurt and disappointment. And and to know that prayer can relieve us of these things, it's just something that doesn't get taught enough. Uh, that people need to know. I mean, prayer is the solution. And it's and what I learned is when I pray. I, I I don't see God change other people, but I see God change me as I submit yes. in prayer, and and that's right. and that's really powerful. So speaking of God changing people, Kathy, you invited Brian Allred from American Praise to America Praise to join us today on the show. Why don't you tell us why you yes. wanted Brian to be here? Oh man, because Brian's passion and joy is contagious, and he <laughs> has good news stories about what happens when America prays, what happens when a city comes together, a community comes together, a group of people come together and start praying for their city, and they watch it change. There's measurable data that changes when people pray for their city. And so I wanted Brian to come on and share some of these good news stories so that your listeners go, I'm going to pray for my city. I am going to talk to my pastor about this. I'm going to talk to my workplace fellow Christians about this, and we're going to come together and we're going to pray for our city. So I'd love for thy work for him listeners to welcome Brian. And Brian, we welcome you, but we're not going to give you a chance to talk during this segment. But when we come back, we want to hear some of that measurable data, Brian. We want to hear the excitement of the things the Lord is doing in your life. In the meantime, listeners, check out Love 2020. Get involved. It is not too late. Love2020.com. Love2020.com. And check Brian out. Maybe you can check out this organization, americapraise.org. You're listening to our work for him. We're so excited you've tuned in today as we talk about prayer and the power of prayer and how prayer can move us in our workplaces, how God can use prayer to unify us as believers in the marketplace, in our workplaces across the country. It's a Love 2020 day with Kathy Branzell. Love2020.com is an, is an organization dedicated to bringing an authentic touch of Jesus to every person in this country by the end of 2020. How are you doing in your sphere of influence, are you showing love to those people that you come in contact with each and every day? Not just your love, but the love that God gives you to give to others. So we've got Kathy Branzell on here, and she's invited Brian Allered from americapraise.org for him to share some amazing things of how the power of prayer is impacting our country. Brian Allered, now we give you a chance to talk. <laughs> Welcome. Great to be on with you guys, and I'm grateful to Kathy. Kathy's one of my best friends and one of my heroes, and so it's a real honor to be with you guys today. But, uh, you know, what I what I see in Scripture really clear is that God loves cities, <laughs> not just people. He God loves cities. Cities were his idea. The Bible says that Abraham was looking for a city whose, a city whose builder and maker was God. And I love it that, that the secret of the Lord, Psalm 25, 14, is with those who fear him. And uh, and God knew that Abraham feared him, 
and they were friends. They were intimate friends. And when God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, when when justice demanded it, <laughs> because God is long suffering and patient, but when the cup of sin fills up in heaven and justice demands it, God has no option uh, but to judge it. And so He said, "But before I destroy Sodom and Gomorrah for the wickedness, I'm going to go down and have a conversation with my buddy Abe, and and just kind of share with him since he's my friend. I don't want him to be caught off guard because that's what friends do. We share our hearts, mm-hmm. and he's sharing his heart with. They're having a conversation. Hey, buddy, what's going on? Hey, God, you know, and uh, he tells him what's going to happen. And Abraham begins to negotiate with God uh, for a city. Uh, but, Lord, if there were 50 righteous, would you spare? And God's like, you know what, Abraham, just since you're my friend and I love the way you're thinking, you want to save a city. Uh, so, you know what, if there's 50 righteous, we won't destroy the city. The wicked will be destroyed, but the city will be spared. Because they're, And Abraham's like, you know what, Lord, I, <laughs> I've been there. I think 50 maybe was a slight exaggeration. Uh, 45. <laughs> Will you take 40? Will you take 30, 20? Do I hear 10? And when I get to heaven, I want to ask what would have happened if Abraham had said, well, actually, there's only one righteous that I know of. That's my nephew, Lot. Uh, but God, so God's negotiating with a man over a city because God loves cities. And you get to Jeremiah 29, 7, and God tells Jeremiah, seek the peace and the prosperity of the city to which I've carried you and pray for the city. If the city prospers, you will prosper. And I think sometimes when we quote that verse, we're thinking of Jerusalem. We're, we're thinking of the city of righteousness, the city of David, you know, where the tavern. No, he said, I'm about to carry you away to Babylon, <laughs> to a wicked place uh, with occult gods and false gods. And in those places, those cities where I carry you. Uh, seek the peace and prosperity that of those pagan cities, uh, because if the city mm-hmm. prospers, you prosper. So God loves cities, and prayer is how He is the beginning and ending point and process of how He transforms a city. And He and He told us how to pray. <laughs> pray for what? For God to move in my city. And God's like, I already have. You know, <laughs> so what else did you want me to do? I I put my church there. I gave you a voice. I gave you a platform. You know, and I I love that he gives us specifics, pray for peace, for prosperity, for the shalom of your city, that a pagan city would experience the shalom of heaven coming down because God's Christ followers are in that city. In the workplace, they're in churches, they're in homes, uh, they're in schools, they're in universities, uh, they're in scientific laboratories, they're in police departments, they're in school districts because of Christ's influence through his church being salt and light. Um, you know that we can impact a city for peace and prosperity. So, and look, Brian, I just seen. I, I want to, and I, before you get to talk about what you've seen, I want to, I want to make this personal because I, I, I know it's so easy to be excited about. I, I, how did God get you to this spot? How did God get you to be so passionate about prayer and then moving our country to prayer? How did prayer touch your life in such a way that you're like, I want to dedicate my life <laughs> to teaching America to pray? What was that moment? You know, it was, uh, I was 10. <laughs> so started young, gave my life to Christ when I was four years old in Guatemala. When I was 10, we were living in Houston, and I heard the voice of God for the first time. And uh, and that that's when my prayer journey began. When I was 12 years old, my dad challenged me to pray an hour a day. And uh, he'd wake me up at 5 a.m. to pray an hour a day. 
And I can't say that I did that every day of my teenage years because that wouldn't be mm-hmm. accurate. Wow. But, but my praying an hour a day started real young for me. And when I went to Baba College at 17, I read the story of the Moravians and uh, Count Zinzendorf, 1727, the outpouring of the spirit in Hernhut, Germany, Germany, and how these, these Christ followers started a 24-hour prayer chain that lasted 110 years. And it moved into mission, and I think that's what the story that really gripped my heart, um, that made me really want to go all in and be an intercessor. And uh, so, yeah, that was kind of the moments at mm-hmm. ten, and then again at seventeen. And we had a guest preacher come to our college, and he said, "Brian, your your prayer life didn't know me, he never met me before." And he said, "Brian, your prayer life is Samson's is like Samson's hair, and if you'll let your prayer yeah. life grow, the anointing of Christ in your life will grow." And so I knelt down at seventeen. Uh, at a chapel, stayed, stayed in the chapel all night, never left, and did an all-night prayer meeting by myself and said, Lord, uh, just if you'll help me to grow my prayer life, you know. And uh, so, yeah, just growing. And, uh, hmm. you know, America Pray started four years ago in a hospital room. <laughs> my daughter was, I was told my daughter, would, my 12-year-old daughter, Chloe, would never walk again. She had complete amnesia. And I went to the court of the room and just pleaded with God for her life. And uh, she couldn't move the left side of her body, body, couldn't open her eyelids. She was in really bad shape. And, um, and the Lord said, if you'll start 24-7 prayer, I'll take care of your baby girl. And uh, so that's where America Praise came out of, out of my worst pain, my worst day, my worst fear. On the other side of that, there was God with grace and mercy inviting me into 24-7 prayer. So uh, that's kind of how it got started. Wow. So so what do you mean it, that America Praise got started out of that? What did that what does that look like? What is americapraise.org? Yeah, you know, um so uh, my daughter was hanging her life thing up by thread and God said if you'll start 24/7 prayer. So I I seen a model in Austin, Texas, the unceasing prayer movement led by my my buddy Trey Kent. Um of unceasing prayer people will sign up to take you know, an hour a day or mm-hmm. a half hour a day anywhere from home, from work, from school, from prison, from their care net, from their office, uh, CEOs praying in cars. And, and I love the flexibility of that, that it wasn't located at it. You didn't have to come to First Friday prayer at the church. Mm-hmm. No, I love First Friday prayer at churches. Uh, but that's not where most people can't do that. And so you don't get the police officer who's on call. You don't get the the CEO who's working 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., you know. And so I love the flexibility that you could pray an hour a day with other believers from other denominations, fellowships, backgrounds, and you had this 24-7 prayer going on. And so um, I was stirred by that. I thought somebody needs to do that in Albuquerque. I'm, I'm working for the Billy Graham Association, and I'm pastoring. I don't have time to do that, but, like, somebody should be doing that. Like, <laughs> it's like an amazing idea that we haven't tried. And we've tried every – Prayer, prayer, uh, prayer flavor and strategy and, you know, uh, fad that came through, but we hadn't done that. And that sounded like really beautiful, sounded very Moravian and very New Testament. And so I was attracted to it. And so when I surrendered in the hospital room, I said, okay, God, we'll get 24-7 prayer going in Albuquerque. And the Holy Spirit said, not, not Albuquerque, the whole state, and not just New Mexico, but all 50 states. Mm-hmm. And before I could gasp, the Lord said, and not just America, but I want you to raise up a movement to cover every city, every state, every nation in 24-7 prayer till I come again. Then I really started crying. Uh, you know, like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> so so that's America Praise. It's, it's this idea of, you know, uniting and equipping the body of Christ in 24-7 prayer for a national spiritual awakening. And uh, it started here in Albuquerque, 
New Mexico Parades January 1st, 2017, and it's spread now um, the last three years to America, 14 states, and now nine nations. We launched Brazil Praise with 600 pastors about, about a month ago in Rio de Janeiro. So uh, God's just breathing on it. It's a historical idea. It's a biblical idea. It goes back to Acts 1.14. The first thing the disciples did after Jesus said, I'm going to heaven, the next thing we read is they went back to the upper room in Acts 1.14. They were continually devoting themselves mm-hmm. to unceasing program that began in the upper room mm-hmm. and continues to this day till Jesus comes. And so, yeah, that's America Praise. want to unite and equip the body of Christ to pray 24-7. So. <laughs> Kathy, you wanted to bring AmericaPraise.org onto the show today, Brian Allred, to be able to share what's going on there. And it's because Brian's a partner with you in this Love 2020 movement, and we're all trying to figure out, okay, practically, tactically, factually, and biblically, how does this apply to us in our workplaces? No matter what those workplaces may be, how does 24-7 prayer and the Love 2020 movement, how does this all fit into what we're supposed to be doing? Yeah, so I, I, I love what America Praise is doing. It's what we should all be doing because what what America Praise is doing, they're bringing together denominations, nations, and generations is uh, what I pulled out of, you know, Brian gets uh, excited. We all get excited. We're all used to presenting. You know, here's what God's doing. Here's what God's doing. And uh, sometimes we, um, God just goes, Here, here's just a piece of it. And prayer, prayer in your workplace, prayer in your city, prayer in your church even, can bring together the nations, denominations, generations, and prayer spills out of the church into the workplace, and in a lot of cases, prayer spills out of the workplace and back into the church. Amen. And and it goes back to the idea of if your city is prosperous, your business will be prosperous. You cannot have a prosperous, peaceful business if there is not peace and prosperity going on in your city, God's prosperity. And so uh, it's the coming up out of yourself idea of, of thinking of others, of how do I pray for the person in the cubicle or office next to me, the coworker that I work with, the vendor, the product that we serve. Um, the, it, you know, this is the month of, of Veterans Day. Now, how are we praying for our military who protect us mm-hmm. and, and protect freedom? Mm-hmm. And so, so many different ways that we, that uh, prayer applies in the workplace, on the way to the workplace, on the way home from the workplace, <laughs> wow. throughout the workday. So, I love that you that you said all of that because um, people need to get that bigger perspective that this isn't just us. And one of the things that Brian you said right at the beginning of the show is talking about unity in prayer, and um, you know we have seen that a lot of the things that we segment ourselves about around Sunday don't exist in the workplace. But you were talking also about the unity of the city. And I just want to, I want to camp on that for just a minute, because how does prayer unify the city in order to help it be more, um, you know, like Kathy was saying, flourishing? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we started 24-7 prayer here in Albuquerque just about three years ago. We started praying for things like crime. 
because mm. that's Jeremiah 29 said, there's no peace if you have high crime or very high crime city. Uh-huh. Uh, we started praying for the prosperity. We were, New Mexico is the 49th in economy. Mm. And so we, and we were 250 million in deficit. And here's what day and night prayer did. We went from, in two years, went from a 250 million deficit with zero left in the state reserve fund. And the lights are going to be shut off on a state. Uh, to $1.2 billion surplus in two years of day and night prayer. That's what God does when, when God's people really pray. And that happens through jobs, wow. right? Like Netflix moves to town and makes this their their hub, and Facebook moves their data center to Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. I believe that God responds to that. God wants, you know, I like to say before Adam and Eve had a house or a, or clothes or a church, they had a job, right? Mm. It's the first thing they had. Right. Uh, they were naked and employed. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and so jobs matter to God. And so when we pray for the economy. We pray for our small business. We pray for the overall economy. God begins to prosper city, begins to take you from deficit mm. to surplus. You begin to go from crime to crime goes down, you know, in the first time in eight years. Wow. So that's what God can do in a city. What years did that happen in Albuquerque? Yeah, so 2017 uh, to 2019, we went from one point two from a $250 million deficit as a state to $1.2 billion surplus as a state. And wow. It's all in our on our website with all the stats and links and all that. And then 2017 crime got worse, which doesn't make for a good end of the year newsletter. Good job guys. <laughs> Whatever you're doing is not working. Do more mm-hmm. of it. Uh, but we just felt like we wanted to be honest. Like, Hey, the economy is doing a lot better. New Mexico went to number one in job growth in 2017 in the nation. And so the crime got worse, significantly worse. And so we partnered with the police department because I just believe faith without works is dead. So we're going to pray, but then we're going to go serve. And uh, so the chief of police invited me to come in monthly and do a leadership meeting for him and his deputy chiefs and commanders. And we did a partnership that our Democrat mayor signed and without any changes. And we started serving and praying. And so people still praying in there at 1 a.m., getting up, praying for the peace of Albuquerque, praying for the officers at 2 p.m., at 3 p.m. every day. And crime went down in 2018 for the first time in eight years. Every crime index, the FBI measures went down more than 10%. Um, And so we cut auto theft 53% in two years. We were number one in the nation. We cut it 53% in two years. Well, that's peace. That's prosperity. You know, it's hard to have peace when all all your cars are getting stolen. But, you know, and the debt that that brings to city, the financial burden, we cut aggravated assault 44 percent in the last two years. And you said that kind of information people can see, like the example of it on your website. Yeah, if they go to americapraise.org and they click on model, there's a tab that says transformation of New Mexico, of mm-hmm. a state. Awesome. And all the stats are there with all the links. And, so so and tell me that. what this looks like. So you, you know, 24-7 prayer. I, you, you mentioned briefly that it's not a location. So we're we talking like a virtual sign-up that people um, agree that they're going to use that hour and pray specifically about something. What does that all look like? And how, you know, how did they get involved? Yeah, so America prays, and then we have cities and states in New Mexico prays. We have Orlando prays. We have, you know, uh, um, Arkansas prays. So people will sign up. Individuals can sign up. Uh, churches can sign up. Okay. Uh, businesses can sign up. You know, uh, families can sign up. So it's very versatile. 
um, you know, whatever unit that is, if that's you individually, you can sign up to pray and you'll, you'll pick a monthly day of prayer and you'll say, this is the time slot when I want to pray with these prayer focuses. So we have seven prayer focuses uh, for the nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're praying for awakening. Uh, we're praying for the lost to be saved. And that's very specific. So pray for three people you know. <laughs> so it's not the lost generic. It's not, you know, the masses of millions. It's pray for your lost friend yeah. and your lost family and your lost coworkers. So make it really specific. Yeah, we want to pray for America to be saved, but but it starts with Bob, you right. know, and it starts with Tim. And it starts with Elizabeth, the people in your circle of influence. So you're praying, and then we're we're praying for the family. So pray for your family, and then pray for other families. You know, and mm-hmm. we're praying for government, whether a Democrat or Republican. We just made a decision we were going to be we were going to support life, but we wouldn't be a political prayer movement, and we would support whoever's in office. So, um, mm. you know, before we had a Republican mayor, and he we partnered with him, and now we have a Democrat mayor, and he actually was our number one. The city of Albuquerque was our largest donor in 2019. Wow. Uh, at the city level, over $68,000. Wow. Um, so, um, you know, so uh, so we just believe, you know, you pray for government, whoever that is, we want to pray. First Timothy 2 works for everyone. Mm-hmm. And if, 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 if Peter could say pray for Nero, you know, and Paul could say honor the emperor, then, you know, we can pray for our, our, our politicians, you know, lift up government, do first Timothy. We're, we're praying for racial reconciliation. We're praying for, so, you know, we have seven prayer focus. People can add to them, but it's just this sure. idea of united prayer. If you get that. So I think last year we had over 38,000 people praying every month, um, taking an hour a day of prayer. So if you get all these people 24 seven across the nation, now nations praying for the same things, like that matters. You know, when sure it's does. targeted prayer, when it's specific prayer, um, you know, and it's united prayer and it's unceasing prayer like that really. It's the widow at midnight mm-hmm. going to the judge's house in Luke 18, knocking, knocking, knocking. And Jesus said, Luke 18, 7, pay attention, right, to what the judge said. Mm-hmm. Well, not your father in heaven send justice in that quickly if my children cry out day and mm-hmm. night. Kathy, yeah. when you look at the things that you have seen prayer impact in this country, Talk about some of the things. I mean, you've got you now have a very unique mantle as uh, as the president of the National Day of Prayer and also in charge of the Love Twenty Twenty movement. You've seen prayer make a big difference, haven't you? Absolutely, and um, sometimes we brush it off because people will say, "Oh, pray such and such doesn't happen. Pray that this scheme that we've heard about is thwarted. Pray, and and then the bad thing doesn't happen." The, uh, the the threat doesn't happen, and and people just go on with life, and it's like, wait, wait. And so, um, you know, Heaven's Army came down and, and battled in the heavenlies, and this terror threat was thwarted, this, um, you know, uh, threat on somebody's life, this um, epidemic that was supposedly spreading, and every kid in school was going to catch it. Wait, wait, wait. And, and we, we get these prayer requests all the time. That that um, you know we we have with with good information that this is going to happen. Pray that it doesn't. Uh, pray that this person is healed. Pray that. And so we have to stop and say thank you. We see that a lot. Uh, this business is going to close. Um, this this new big box is going to move in, and this this family store that's been a part of our city for years is going to close. And it doesn't. It actually prospers. 
And, and so day after day, we have to stop and remember what we prayed for the day before or even hour before <laughs> and stop and say, thank you and see how God's hand is working in our lives, in our cities, in our workplaces. And um, that's what, you know, with America Praise, what, what I was just uh, hearing for Brian is it's personal. Um, it isn't, uh, I'm uh, praying for the whole world. You know, I'm, I, want, I want peace around the world, Lord. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about three people close to you, three people you work with. Um, listen to people talk around you. They will tell you how to pray for them. And then listen to their conversations change. Oh, you know, my wife didn't leave me. My children are doing better in school. Um, I got that sale that I needed to get. I had a great meeting with that customer, uh, and so on and so forth. And as you just heard from Brian Allered in the last segment, the power of prayer, 24-7 prayer, impacting the state of New Mexico in 2017, which was $250 million in debt. There's something you don't want to see on your balance sheet. And being rescued through the power of God and prayer, an amazing movement of God in the marketplace to being $1.2 billion in the black by 2019. Mm. And that's the power of God at work. Brian, just really quickly, you said there's... There's 14 states right now that have prayer movements. We've got the national movement called AmericaPraise.org. So can people sign up on AmericaPraise.org to be part of that America Praise 24-7 team? Yeah, just go to AmericaPraise.org. They can sign up. And so uh, if we don't have their city or state yet, they'll, they can help us launch it. So, <laughs> And you've got all the you know. domains for all of the states. And yep. then you said major cities. So uh, you've got 14 states. Can you think of the states right now that have specific 24-7 prayer movements going on in them right now? Yeah, so Washington prays. Uh, we have Washington, D.C. or state? Uh, state. The oh. state. Um, <laughs> Oregon. We have part of California. We have Colorado, New Mexico, Texas, Oklahoma, um, Arkansas. We're launching Kansas. Uh, we're in Florida. And then we're in five of the six New England states. So. Nice. Uh, we're in Massachusetts and Connecticut and everywhere except Vermont. We're working on Vermont. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's been an amazing, amazing thing. And so it's just flexible. People sign up for an hour of prayer. A church can sign up for a day of prayer. Uh, we have businesses that say we'll take a day of prayer. Uh, doesn't mean they'll cover the whole day, you know, if they have an eight hour work right. day, but businesses that, that take a day of prayer. Very, and very so, cool. Uh, you know, we got to just get that done. Washington, D.C. praise. That's that when that happens, then we will see the world turn around. Okay. Kathy Branzell, you wanted to bring Brian Allered in here today to talk from America praise, to talk about a coordination between you guys and love 2020 and how you guys are working together to transform our very nation into a nation that is humble before our Heavenly Father. What would you just just speak into 2020 and our listeners today of how you'd love to see us all praying towards 2020? Well, I'd love to see um, every workplace pray. Mm. I would love for um, <laughs> really to understand the amount of time that we spend in the workplace and that work is worship. Uh, love that, that, that Adam had a job before he had anything else. Mm-hmm. Work is not punishment. Um, work is a gift. And so what if we come in with that attitude and there is ongoing prayer? You're praying for your board of directors. You're praying for your boss. 
You're praying for the people who work above you or who have positions under you, your direct reports. And what if this overflowing prayer goes out into the streets of your city and actually causes prosperity and peace in your city? And, and that's why it was so important to me to understand that you can pray crime away, that you can pray grades um, and test scores up in schools, that you can pray suicide down in your city. That, 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 it, it, I mean, we, we go back and we talk about the workplace. Great. That's good for business, but this is a kingdom message. And for us to understand that we get to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done in my office as it is in heaven, in my neighborhood as it is in heaven. This is something that can overflow out of the workplace and also unify the workplace as you're praying for your city. Oh, that's so good. So, you know, I hope our listeners are just hearing that, you know, we are, we tend to put things in a box and we tend to say, you know, this is my time to pray. This is, I'm praying for my family. Um, but this is a great new challenge to say, you know, let's, let's look out. Let's look at, at what God wants to happen in our city and how can I participate in that prayer conversation. So listeners, I, I hope that you'll take some time and go to americapraise.org and look at it for yourself and, and really pray for yourself that you will ask the Lord to guide you in making a decision about how you could get involved in this, um, this, this united prayer that is happening across our country. So, Brian, you mm-hmm. said earlier that you know you started in Albuquerque, uh, which is a phenomenal city, but Martha and I have only ever driven through there at night, which is an absolutely spectacular city <laughs> at night. It's so it beautiful. Is. We have driven through it at night so many times, it's ridiculous. Um, you, you talk about you started under a Republican mayor, and today it's under a Democratic mayor, but these are, are these people joining you in prayer? I mean, are you getting politicians from both sides of the aisle and let's not go into politics because that's just too frustrating are you getting politicians to join you in this movement we actually are it's it's an amazing phenomenon that i think uh will spread and so just two weeks ago the was the mayor invited me to have lunch with him and bring a group of pastors and have lunch with him at, at city hall and then he said can you come back on friday bring five more pastors sure mayor mayor keller and uh so i brought one of my coach here in new mexico praise and and mayor asked the question, how can we partner? So he's a pro-choice, Democrat, Catholic mayor, loves the city. Uh, he was raised Catholic, attends Mass every Sunday. Uh, just, you know, happens to be on, on the left side of things politically. But at the end of the day, he's a dad, he's a husband, he loves the city. So how do we, how do we, what do we, what can we do together? There's things we don't agree on. We don't agree on abortion, we don't agree on those kind of things. But we agree on jobs, we, we agree on education, mm-hmm. we agree on what the homeless served and off the streets. I mean, like there's so much we want crime to go down. So, right. So he's some, one of my coach here, my pastor Richard Mansfield goes, well, you know, mayor, there's always been this wall between government. You know, it shouldn't be there, but it is. And, and the faith community. And so our Democrat mayor goes, well, let's tear down that wall. Wow. That wall should not be there. And he said, pastor, here's the commitment I can make to you. Um, Any city owned facility is yours. So they donated the convention center, 38,000. A dollar rent to us for we just did a big outreach this past weekend with 9,248 people come through the doors of the convention center for a million dollar giveaway called Convoy Hope and uh, gave away 70,000 pounds of groceries and haircuts and Hmm. twenty haircuts and 840 family portraits and (laughs) shoes for kids and our number one hospital did 
so 2,000 people in the medical clinic and wow. you know, all that. And, and just an amazing day. So just happened this past Saturday. And the city was the biggest donor for that. You know, mm. they actually donated their billboard space on, on Clear Channel to do that. And then Comcast came in and said, could we, could we be a $25,000 tighter sponsor? So, you know, I didn't, I didn't realize the day when Comcast was calling me. You know? And, uh, what's amazing is that we have a, pr- the last station with Convoy Hope model is that there's a exit interview and you say, what was the services that meant the most or whatever? Mm-hmm. And then we say, would you like prayer? So it's not mandatory. It's not required. You don't have to be prayed for. They say, no, I'm good. Then okay. But if they say, yeah, you know, I'd really like, uh, prayer, uh, we'll pray for you. And it's amazing how many people said, yeah, we want prayer. Uh, like over four, over 4,000 people wow. said, we want prayer. That's fantastic. And, so and 105 people gave their life to Christ. So <laughs> that's oh, amazing. Man. So when you guys do that kind of thing in Albuquerque, you got that stuff going on in Albuquerque, how many people like you, Brian, are there across the country trying to reproduce exactly those same things? Or can people listening today go, I want to talk to Brian Allred about this from AmericaPraise.org because I want to do that in my city. Well, they could call Kathy because uh, she taught me everything I know. And, uh, <laughs> so that would probably be the best route. But you but, might be easier to get a hold of. You know, I think there's people like I, I, my friends, Brian and Marla Hill, they're business owners uh, in Oklahoma. But, you know, they believe that, that business is ministry, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, we're, we're ministry too. <laughs> we may not right. be pastors, but we are, we're ministers, you know? Yeah. And so they're really good friends with Governor Kevin Stitt. So they invited me and we connected with Governor Stitt back in June and then was there last month, had lunch with a dinner with Governor Stitt, two and a half hour dinner with Kevin Stitt and, and Brian and Marla's home and uh, anointed him with oil, laid hands at him, prayed over him. And he said, pastor, I will, I will go to, I said, Pastor, I will go to all 77 counties next year in Oklahoma, convene pastors and ask them to take a monthly day prayer through mm. America Praise. Ah. And uh, so pretty know. amazing. So like this is spreading. Like people want to do this in other cities and states. And there's like-minded people. Um, I think somehow giving them the framework, you know, like three years ago, I didn't know that the city would be our biggest donor. I didn't know that Comcast would be one of our biggest donors, you know. Uh, and, uh, I mean, like the city council sponsors our National Day Prayer, Democrat City Council, and they know that we're going to pray hey. for an ending of abortion. <laughs> you, right. you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. like we, and we, don't, we, don't, we don't not do that because right. we're sponsoring the city council. So- we. You know, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Brian, you said you pray for awakening and for the lost to be saved and for your family and other people's families in government. But you said there were six things. What's the sixth one? So we're praying for life, right? Right. For life to be valued. Okay. All right. From uh, from womb to to end of life. Brian Allard, thank you so much for being on the show from AmericaPraise.org. Get signed up. Get your county signed up. Get your city signed up. Get your state signed up. Mm -hmm. AmericaPraise.org. Kathy Branzell with Love 2020. You get 20 seconds. Oh, you get 10 seconds to plug how why people should get involved in Love 2020 today. Because uh, God commanded it. We want to be obedient and we want to love one another and change America. Love2020.com. Kathy Branzell hit her 10 second mark. Kathy Branzell, thanks for another amazing show. We love you very much. Love2020.com. You've been listening to I Work for Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him. 
Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iWorkForHim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at iWorkForHim to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at iWorkForHim and online iWorkForHim.com. I work the number for him.com.